0: What's up, people? Thank you so much for tuning in to Boots on the Ground International Ministries Committed to Love podcast. Yes, we're so excited that you took the time out to take a listen to what God has put on our hearts to share. And this is the place where you will experience a revival of the love of God. Check it out.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Committed to Love podcast. My name is Apostle Courtney Jackson, and I am most certainly honored and take it as a privilege to host this podcast tonight. I um, thank you, Apostle Chastity, for being obedient and trusting me. Um, We're going to jump right in. Not going to be before you very long. I um, just wanted to share with you what... Uh, God has uh, laid on my heart um, this teaching on um, the benefits of the kingdom and being a a kingdom citizen. Um, One of the benefits concerning um, being a kingdom citizen is being able to experience God through our spouses. Um, And I thought that was that was just an awesome thing. We, um yes. as as kingdom citizens, we there's so many benefits out there that you know we just don't know about. And Holy Spirit had begun to reveal some of them to me. And so this one right here, he's just, I mean, it is just so beautiful because he knows my heart um, for marriage and and things like that. So I just want to um, um, share with you a few. Um, things that he gave me as far as and we're going to go in the direction of emotional healing um, to create to help your spouse come to a tranquil mind Um, you know it's easy to um, be by their side when it comes to physical healing Um, you know whether it's you know they just had surgery or Diabetes, you know, whatever it is, you know, we're right there. We're doing all the things. We're reminding them what the doctor said. But when it comes to, you know, mental health, that that's that's another beast. That's another avenue that that you know, true. The world hasn't even caught up to. And so, a lot of times, we remain in constant state of being damaged by different traumatic events that we've um experience or had to deal with in life, be it childhood be it adulthood or whatever and so then we get married and a lot of us, you know, society says um, you know you want a perfect man or a perfect woman or you know, you're, you're not supposed to uh, you know, build this person or whatever and it's, it's like it's not about building them, it's about coming alongside them being a healing agent in their lives and allowing God to lead you in that manner, and so this is one way that our spouses are supposed to or can experience God through us and vice versa. And so, you know, when you when you talk about emotional healing, that that's a a subject that you know people tend to shy away from just because of the nature of it. And you start talking about emotions and communicating in in marriage, you know, as as women, you know, it comes a bit more natural for us. us. Um, But for men, you know, you have to kind of poke and prod or, you know, catch them at the right time or whatever for them to really try to open up to us and share what it is that they're dealing with. And so, you know, I just have four to five you know, steps or avenues that you can use to help your spouse um, open up and share and come to that emotional healed place. So, Because it it just benefits not only them, but you and the entire family. And so um, one way, the first way, is validating their feelings. And, you know, when you validate they're feeling first of all it's because they're there now I'm not saying validate in a manner of allow them to be led by them or whatever but validate them in a way that you know hey I understand why you feel the way that you do because whether you validate them or not they're gonna have them so you might as well validate them and so um if you look, I got a few turns, and so y'all just go with me and bear with me. Luke 22 and 44, when Jesus was in um, Gethsemane, the Garden of Gethsemane, um, and he, it says in verse 44, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And so, you know, when I read this, of course, we've, you know, we've read this numerous times, but when I read it, I was like, wow, you know, his feelings were were valid, were valid for what he was facing. He knew what he was facing. You know, he prayed to his father, you know, take this cup from me, but nevertheless, you know, not my will, but your will be done. But just reading this, like, his feelings were valid. He was in agony. And so... Oftentimes, our spouses will be in agony about something that they have endured, something they have experienced, or that they are in the process of experiencing, or that, or the same way with us as wives. Like, we will be experiencing something, trying to um, work through some things, and we need our spouses to be there to validate those feelings, to not just shut us out Um, Or say, oh, oh, you should be over that by now. Or you still dealing with that? You still want to talk about that? You know, downplaying how somebody feels. And that's that's the surefire way for somebody to shut down. And so in order to help your spouse come to an emotional healed place, because they should be able to experience God through us. God wants us healed. And so, being led by Holy Spirit, being in the chambers praying for them, we should be able to um, come to that place of creating. There, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, having these valid feelings um, of agony. But as wives, like we should create a Garden of Eden atmosphere for them, for our husbands to. Be able to express their feelings and feel safe enough to do so. We should create this paradise for them to come to us with, with whatever they're dealing with and feel safe enough to share, feel like, you know, they have our undivided attention, which which leads to the next point of encouraging them to discuss it. Um, now, when, when, when talking about all of this, men and women are totally different. Like, they will come to us and wanting to talk or wanting to share. And depending on who, you know, depending on how he is or whatever, he might open right up. But, you know, I will go so far and to say most men have to be encouraged to share. They have to feel safe enough. They have to know... Like, you're not going to go back and tell. So as as a wife, you got to be mature enough to hold what it is that your husband is, is outputting. You got to be mature enough to say, okay, this is is between me and my husband or whatever. And that he knows that, you know, his mom's not going to call him with it or his sister or somebody else. He's not going to hear it back from somebody else because he knows the only person he shared it with was with you. And that, that's the way to shut down. That's a surefire way to get your husband shut down from sharing with you. And then you gotta try to create this atmosphere all over again. And so encouraging them to discuss is um, take a lot of trust and vulnerability for for men open up because they are they have to go somewhere within themselves to feel that thing and then to be able to put words to it. Like, they have been taught, or or, or I would say a lot of men have been taught to, you know, you don't feel. Don't feel it. Don't cry. Don't show emotion. You just just put your head down keep going. And so when you come across a guy like that, like, you really have to create that that, that trust mechanism that that atmosphere of allowing them to get in touch with their feelings and express them not be led by them but to get in touch with them and to express them for whatever traumatic um, experience that, that they have endured whatever um, thing that, that, that they have come across in their lives that's hindering them from being made whole you have to be that that healing agent for them because you don't know what layer that they have to cut through to to come to that place of being able to feel it and then put words to it. Because it's one thing to feel it. It's another thing to put words to it and then share it with somebody else. That's a level of trust that a man needs and some women but we are more you know we're much more susceptible um to talk about it to share it to, to show the emotion and all of that and so um and then we have to and also when I was reading this um I heard Spirit say that, that the garden is a place of validation. And I was like, wow, you know, and it, it was just like a, a quick word um, to be a place of validation. And so we should create that that atmosphere that what what is coming out of your mouth is valid. Like you can't judge his process. You can't judge his um, press, you know, his pressing Gethsemane, um means oil press you know in the Greek so you can't you can't sit there and he's sharing with you and you're sitting there and you're listening but you're judging him at the same time you're trying to judge you know should he be saying this should he be feeling this should he be over it by now that's not your that's not your place as his wife that is your place as his wife is to come alongside him and validate his feelings what's coming out of his mouth whether you agree with them or not whether you can relate to them or not it's up to you to um, just be there and allow God to use you so that your spouse and this is vice versa for the guys on the line this is vice versa it's up to you be that, um, to be led by God, to be led by Holy Spirit to um, allow your spouse to experience the healing power of God through you so that they can come to a tranquil mind peace, emotional healing from whatever that thing is that they um, have and do it, whatever it is that they're going through and so the, the next one is to listen intently now, communication is one of those things in, in you know, relationships and marriage that can make or break. And but listening intently takes a little bit of skill. Um, Mark four and twenty four. Um, if you want to go there, said then he said to them, "Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you." And to you who hear, more will be given. And so that that phrase, take heed, in the Greek is blepo, means to discern, to describe, which is to notice or glimpse, to have the power of understanding. To discern the thoughts mentally, observe, perceive, discover, and understand. And then what you hear means... um, to give audience or to attend to but when you're listening like you're listening with your whole body and and, and and hear me when I say this I'm talking about kingdom marriage I'm talking about another level of intimacy another level of commitment I'm not talking about you know any earthly or worldly marriage or concept that you've been exposed to I'm talking about a kingdom marriage, a kingdom union ordained by God that you are in this thing for him that God you are in this thing for her and so when you come together and you're trying to share and um, listen to one another you are listening so intently with your entire being that you can perceive things your your level of discerning is so heightened because you are so concerned with this spouse that's sitting across from you. Whether you're on the phone or in person, you're watching body language. You're listening to pauses and um, little breaks in the in, in communication. You're reading in between the lines. You're listening so intently to discover something that you had never discovered about this person. That is how in tune you are. That is how concerned you are with their healing. That is how intent you are with creating this space, this atmosphere for your spouse today to share with you and experience God through you. You are listening to your spouse and you're listening to the Holy Spirit. At the same time, you are allowing them to share while you're allowing God to be God in you as a benefit of, of having a kingdom marriage and so you're listening to understand you're giving them an audience they're not just sitting there talking and you know you on your phone or you or they may seem like they have your undivided attention but you got a hundred things running into your mind like what well, I'm gonna cook them You know, I got to get this from Walmart. I got to do this. I got to do that. No, you are intently listening. God, the same thing. Like your wife is sharing. And you're listening with everything you have on the inside of you. So that the next time you're, you're cultivating this atmosphere that you can share anything with me. I'm here for you. I'm listening because I'm engaged enough for you to be healed. I need you to be whole. God desires for you to be whole. And so I'm listening so I can see what it is that I can do next to help you. And with this moving down the line, with this calm, um, patience and grace, which is something that we all need, not just in, um, you know, with kingdom benefits or listening for emotional healing, but just in any facet. But pertaining, excuse me, pertaining to this um, patience and grace, Ephesians four and two in the passion. I got it Got a few few turns. So Ephesians four and two in the passion translation says um, the head in my head. He says walking in unity. But verse two says with all lowliness and gentleness. Oh wait, I'm still in New King James. With tender with tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love toward one another, especially toward those who may try your patience. And so with tender humility and quiet patience, so you are you, you, you have the patience where it's quiet, like right? They're not they don't they don't even realize and this word patience in the Greek is ma- macrothymia, which is constancy slowness in avenging lines and leniently and so here your spouse is husband and wife your spouse is sharing with you this whatever this this event is that they experienced, whatever happened to them, whatever they were thrown into, whether it's traumatic or not so traumatic, whatever it is, could be so foreign to you. Like, you you have never experienced anything like this in your life. But they are sharing with you because this is your spouse, because you are their spouse. And so it will take another level of patience because it could be something that you're not even um, you can't even relate to but you have to be showing so much leniency out of love and that only comes through Christ and so this another way for them to experience God through you is patience and grace patience with how they're sharing patience with how much they're sharing you know whether they're crying whether it's long-winded, whether it's short, you still got to have a patience. Whether, you know, they want to share tonight and then they're like, okay, that's all I can take. I can't, I cannot talk about this all night. All I can share is 20 minutes and, and that's it. And then they might come to you a week later and then they want to talk some more. But you, you got to be in there so much with your spouse that, okay, I'm ready. You ready to share again about that? I'm ready. I'm here to listen. And I'm I'm talking to husband and wife, ladies. When it comes to our guys, it's 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 another. It, it, you know, it's a different beat. They're different than we are when it comes to talking and sharing feelings and emotions and all of that. So, you know, it's it's another level of patience. And then. um and then grace, John, one and sixteen. You don't have to go there. I'll go there for you. In the passion, and and from the overflow of His fullness, we was we received grace heaped upon more grace, my God. And so, if we receive grace heaped upon more grace, we know His grace is sufficient for us. And so we receive grace heaped upon more grace. And that is how much grace we should have for ourselves as they're sharing, as God is processing them through their traumatic event, as they're being pressed in the oil press for the oil to flow. Because as they're being healed, their testimony is being made, the oil is being pressed. So to overflow onto somebody else that's coming behind them, they'll be able to share this, and it's up to us as spouses to come alongside them in this process and show them patience and grace as they're going through. And this this word grace is caring in the Greek, meaning goodwill, loving kindness, and the spiritual condition of one that's governed by the power of divine grace. So what's your spiritual condition? Are you governed by the power of divine grace? Then if you are, then you will be able to heap grace upon grace on your spouse as they share, as they process, as they come to you and they're talking and they're sharing with you about whatever it is that they have endured. We don't know what people come up with. We don't know, you know, family dynamics, you know, until we share. You know, your spouse could have been in a family that didn't share. Everything was shut down. We keep it moving. Keep your head down. Keep moving. We don't talk about anything. We don't discuss anything. Um, trauma happens and you just keep it moving. Or um, maybe your husband had, you know, a bunch of catty women around him. You know, or judgmental. Everything had to be perfect. So if you got out of line, oh, you, you won't hear about it. So he just would rather not share, just keep it to himself. You know, you just never know what your spouse was um, brought up in until you share it. And so you want to, in order to neutralize it, you want to exude the grace of God um, from you and allow Holy Spirit um, to work through you. To be this healing agent for your spouse for emotional healing, so that they can come um, to a tranquil mind. You know, it. You just never know what um, your spouse is dealing with. Um, you never know what type of communication um, dynamic with in their family or the lack thereof. Maybe there wasn't any type of communication. And so when you come together in your union, in your marriage, then it's up to you two to create something new. Not to say, well, this is how my mama did it, or this is how my daddy did it, or this is how my grandparents did it. You know, you might be able to take some positive things from those little nuggets. However, it's up to you two to come together and create your own personal, intimate, safe space for you guys to be able to communicate and share on a level, not just for the sake of sharing, but on a level of healing. You know, it's okay to talk and communicate, but when you're both dealing with something and you're both at the place where you're like, okay, I need to talk through this, then that's the level that you have to create that atmosphere that Garden tie atmosphere to feel safe enough to allow both each other to feel safe enough to share. And then the last thing is to celebrate small victories. Celebrate the small things. If he shares, if he opens up and tells you the topic, if he just say, hey, I'm dealing with this, and you're like, oh, man, he ain't never said that before. Celebrate that. Thank him. Honey, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for feeling safe enough. Thank you for trusting me enough with that information. Um, I'm proud of you for for sharing that. And vice versa with the ladies. You know, some of us, it's hard for us to share or maybe we're concerned about what you're going to think of us you know, is he going to think this about me or is he going to think that about me or whatever? Is this going to change his perception of who I am? You know, fellas, you know, we might have the enemy trying to toy with our mind at the same time. And so, you know, but for both, you know, celebrate those small victories um, when it comes to the process of healing. Because you just don't know um, what it takes for somebody to open up. And I shared this before, um, um, that when somebody opens up to, to share, it's like they're becoming, they're, well, they, they, they truly are becoming vulnerable. They are becoming vulnerable. Um, they're being transparent. Um, uh, and there, 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 could be a, a sense of nervousness when you start talking about vulnerability, um. When you think about vulnerability, you think about being naked. Um, this person is undressing in front of you, and they're 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 becoming very naked and transparent before you as their spouse. But keeping in mind that you are supposed to be, or they are supposed to be experiencing God through you, you're not going to just leave them there. You're not going to just leave them out there alone, naked. Here they are bearing everything before you and you like okay honey thanks (laughs) like okay no you're gonna redress them you're gonna help them put their clothes back on you're gonna celebrate them you're gonna validate what has come out of their mouth you're gonna let them know that it's okay to share share some more I'll be here the next time I'll be here when you are ready to share again whenever that is I'm all ears. I'm listening. I'm, sharing, I'm showing grace. I'm having patience. I'm listening intently. I'm here to validate you. Like, nobody can validate my spouse better than me. And I pray that nobody can validate me better than my spouse, whether it be my feelings, who I am. I'm the outside of God, who I am, and all those things. So, um... That that was it in a nutshell. I just wanted to share that part of that benefit of the kingdom, of having a kingdom marriage, a garden marriage, um, of walking alongside your spouse and being a healing agent for their emotional healing and helping them arrive to a tranquil mind. And so at this point, I will open up the floor for any feedback or questions. I'll try to answer them, but definitely any feedback. Wow. Hey, this is the possibility real quick.
0: Um, <clears throat> it was so weighty. So weighty and so wow. necessary. I'm sorry I'm outside. So I'm here, but we're going to win, but nonetheless, I'm trying to try be as quick as quick as I can because I know others are gonna have some good feedback too. This is gonna be, um, this is amazing, and so I'm itching to hear more. I could have like keep going, keep going. Don't but We just want to get on here and wet people's appetite, wet folks' appetite, appetite um, for the things of God, you know, and and how to govern our lives so that we can all grow. So cool. You begin to the first one of the many things that stood out to me during the message was um, let me try to okay come back this way. Um, you said health agent, right? No healing agent, and I was like, whoa! Now that's powerful because we've always been accustomed accustomed to hearing you know be a change agent, be a change agent, but I've never heard the term be a healing agent for your spouse. I absolutely love that. And so the last point that I want to highlight, and uh, so even during the, during the, the you talking about vulnerability, and it, 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 it leaked back to a translation that I had. So I'll talk about that later, um, but it just confirmed some things and brought clarity to a point in the translation where I was corresponding with Howard. And so, man, it, it was just so amazing. So last thing. All right, so you mentioned Ephesians chapter four. Um, and so when I began to um, mosey on down to the fourth verse, this is one of our favorite um, scripture texts, you know, for our covenant, right? Ephesians 4 and um, 3, right? And so, but Ephesians 4 and 4, okay, there we go, to 4 and 4. But it says, and this is from the Passion mm-hmm. Translation. It says, being one body and one spirit. As you were, as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny, we need to be agents of hope of divine destiny, glorious agents of hope of divine destiny. So, as wives, we should be the ones that remind, that operate um, to remind our spouses of the hope of the divine destiny. Number one, as in individuals, as well as in the covenant. So we have yeah. to be, you know, our mannerisms, our gestures, our behaviors, our attitudes, yeah. everything, the atmosphere that we cultivate has to align with divine destiny. And so if we're if we're doing anything contrary to that, that is, my friend, a sign or an earmark of a covenant breaking spirit. All right. And so, but anything that's the opposite, which is i.e., if you're reminding yourself of divine spirit. Of the of the glorious hope of divine destiny, right? You're you're adding value to the covenant, right? Which is so desperately needed, especially in this day and time. So I just wanted to highlight that. That's something that jumped out at me as I uh, kind of like scrolled through the, the rest of the scripture text and Ephesians core. This has been, I mean, this wrecked me tonight. This was amazing. So back over these.
1: Wow. Amen. That. Healing agent, glorious hope of divine destiny, and I mean that's the thing. God brings you together for a purpose, for a destiny, and so as wives, you know, or as spouses, period. You know, we need to be able to keep keep our eyes on the prize of that destiny, the purpose of our union, of why we're together. Well, amen. Definitely. Anybody else? I'm having any feedback or comment hey, or so,
2: question. Oh, sorry. This is um, Apostle Felicia. I just wanted to um, echo Apostle Chastity about how amazing this teaching was and just
1: yeah. definitely,
2: as Kingdom Benefits, it was definitely just. I'm just like I'm stay with Apostle Jack. I'm like, man, keep going. Like that's it. I want to hear more, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm right. more. <laughs> But no, <laughs> I, that whole state in the atmosphere—that's what stood out to me. And I'm just like, man, that's so. Um, it's something definitely. I mean, the whole teaching, first of all, like from from step A to, oh, um, step one through step five. I think it was just it was just so amazing It's so. Applicable to uh, marriages and everything, and so, and I think as in as for kingdom marriage, um, just being able to just to you know have that knowledge and and um, knowledge and apply it to to um, each other in that covenant, in that relationship, um, it's just so beneficial. But um, yeah, that's all I just want to say. Amazing teaching, um, and I am looking forward to hear more.
1: Hey, man,
2: you know, the atmosphere, it is
1: not going to be cultivated overnight. And it is not going to happen by osmosis. Um, it, it has to be, you know, the ground has to be turned over. It has to be tilled and attended to. Um, it has to be intentional with, with, with two people, not just one. And so as you work together in it and creating that, that type of atmosphere, that type of um, want to, to to talk and to share then you know you'll be able to open up even the more and feel um, safe enough you know you can't just say well yeah you can talk to me you can talk to me about anything no um, can I really? Or <laughs> you know, when it comes to that point, because you've I'm done the work, because of, you've done the work of creating that 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 paradise within your marriage, that atmosphere, then when it comes time to share and talk and process and work through some things, then it, it just flows. It just kind, of, it just happens because the atmosphere has already been set for it. So. um yeah, it's it's, it's um, for the working, for the working. Anybody else have any um, comments or feedback? If not, no. then we are. This going is a, to...
0: real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I gotta put uh, East on blast. Hopefully, we can get her back on here, guys. To to, uh, to do a part two, three, four, five, six. I don't care, but this has been good. Um, what a blessing that, you know, what a blessing it is. Yeah. But I'm sure it'll be for the body of Christ at large. So I wanted to put her on blast, you know, um, and say, hey, man, we want you back on here. And I know, and I'm going to make this, this probably a little bit premature, but I don't care. God is good. And so she's going to be launching her own podcast. So I would, you know, invite you guys to follow subscribe to it. It's going to be dope. Um, I know it's going to be instrumental in really, really building um, the type of kingdom family that God is really after. Hallelujah. Yeah. The type of family yeah. that God is really, um, that he's enacted from the foundation of the world, the, that Garden of Eden family. And so it's his dream yeah. for families. And so she's really speaking into that. That's her mandate. I'm ecstatic for her to be a part of um, this call on this day and then also to launch out on her own and begin to uh, really, really delve into the things that God has mandated for her life. So, I just wanted to put that out there.
1: Wow. (laughs) I am definitely excited about um, (laughs) the move that God God is making. I I tell him, hey, I'm here for it. It is exciting because he knows that this is something near and dear to my heart. Um, I can eat and breathe this, um, all day, every day. Um, seeing people made whole, seeing marriages, families, um made whole, um, heart desires being made being made manifest, um, concerning kingdom families and marriages, um and shifting mindset, you know, from you know, what you thought to what it really is. When it comes to the kingdom. Um, so, you know, it's, it's an exciting thing. And, and I'm just honored, you know, again, to share this, you know, this podcast, this platform to, you know, Apostle It just allowed me to share what, you know, I placed on my heart um, when it comes to healing. Because um, it starts in the mind and the body will follow. So, if if I'm going back around, if no one has anything, we're going to pray out real quick and then we'll sign off. Anybody? All right, God, we thank you for all the things that you have done, Father. We glorify you and we magnify you, God, and we thank you for the benefits of the kingdom, God, that we can experience you through our spouses father we thank you god that you are the ultimate healer father that you um, are close to the brokenhearted and you bind up their wounds and so lord i pray father for every spouse that's under the sound of my voice whether it's now or later god that you will heal every broken place on the inside father god you know what we deal with you know the deepest things on the inside of us god that will hinder us father from becoming whole god those things that hold us back father from becoming those things that hold us back and try to hinder us god from destiny god we um pray father that you would just deal with those things god and you you would heal us god in the name of jesus god and we glorify you tonight god with all um that we are in you father and, Lord, we just come against any covenant-breaking spirit right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And may try to come against us, God. And we pray, Father, that you will keep us in the midst of it all, Father, for you know the ins and outs of everyone's situation, God. And we know, Father, that you, have, you hold everything in the palm of your hand, God. And so, Lord, we thank you, God, that we keep our eyes pasted on you, God that we wouldn't look to the left nor to the right, but we would keep our eyes pasted on you. God, that you will keep us in perfect, absolute perfect peace, God, Lord. And so Father, we thank you. We, we thank you for this time, this opportunity. God, for Holy Spirit to do what only Holy Spirit can. God, have your way to everyone that will listen to this. God, for it to do what needs to be done in their lives. In Jesus' holy name, amen. So thank you guys again for listening and tuning in. And we will be together next time. Amen. Shalom, everybody. Shalom.